G'day, I'm Washi Ginsberg. Thank you for joining us on The Reality Bite. Joining me today, Bachelor alumni, Alicia Aitken-Radburn. Good day to you. How are you? Great to be here, Osha. You do live in Western Australia, so we couldn't be in the same room. Uh, but you are refreshing your palate, a glass of water drunk out of a champagne flute, leaning in. It is delicious. I, I am in a gorgeous little red number. I've gone full cocktail party. So, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to have some fun. And I've got to say, Osha, it is so comforting in during this difficult year to see you walking through that, that mansion again. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Uh, this podcast is you and me following along uh, Lockie Gilbert's journey to find love. If you don't know who Lockie Gilbert was, he was the gigantic man mountain with lots of tattoos from the last season of Survivor, and it's extraordinary. Today, we're going to talk about the first two episodes of the eighth season of The Bachelor Australia. If you haven't watched them, you're about to get so many spoilers. Um, so go to 10Play right now. You can push pause on this podcast, flip over to 10Play in whatever device you're listening to this on and and watch the first two episodes then, and then join us. All right? You ready to go, Alicia? Let's do this. Okay, so Alicia, were you aware of Lockie before The Bachelor, before he was announced as The Bachelor? I was very aware of Lockie. I am a big Survivor fan, I would say super fan. Um, And I, is this as close as we are going to get to Survivor Bachelor? Savatula, it's called Savatula. Oh, sorry, the pronunciation. (laughs) I've only ever seen it in a tweet. Um, yep. Yeah, I'm very familiar with Lockie. I'm actually not not even from his All Stars run. I've I've been a super fan from the start, so I remember him back in the day. And I think he has to give a lot of thanks to his Survivor castmates because the, uh, Aaron, AK Knight, this is for the Survivor super fans. He throws out one Osha impression, and all of a sudden. Lockie's got the call up and he is the 2020 Bachelor. Got to say thanks to you, AK, you dirty tip rat. <laughs> on, on AK's podcast, he uses me. Um, <laughs> my wife was filming me yelling. At, my wife's One of my wife's favourite hobbies is to film me yelling at the survivor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you realise, but if you shout loud enough, you can affect a tribal council. Oh, um, absolutely. Impassioned. So, yeah, so Audrey uh, films, she, she filmed me shouting at, at AK one day, um, but he's a lovely guy. Have you ever met Lockie? I have not met Lockie, but, you know, I've, I've followed his survivor journey. And to be honest, I think he's going to make an incredible bachelor. He seems to have it all. He, he can definitely speak and connect with people. He is, he's a good looking sort, if I don't say so myself. Um, but yeah, he couldn't have gone from two different shows. He's gone from rations in Fiji to the fairy lights of the bachelor mansion. Uh, yeah, he, he he absolutely has. Meeting him for the first time as a I'm I'm a massive Survivor fan, uh, so obviously I was I was following along, and to meet him for the first time, all I wanted to do was talk about. So tell me about when you did that challenge. When you know, well, this, is what, this is what I'm expecting our cocktail parties to turn out like. I'm wondering is there going to be any super fans as contestants this season, and they'll just be doing strat chat. As we noticed, only one lady on the oh. red carpet recognised him. Look, I don't know if that's uh, – I'm, 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 I think it's a bit shameful coming from a super fan, but, you know, maybe it's good to start fresh. Maybe it's good to not have any preconceived notions going into this situation. I obviously – I was a 
I was a bit biased when I first met him, but he is a mountain of a human being. I stand. Oh, how tall is he? Well, I'm I'm five ten in the old money, one seventy eight in the new. Yeah. So I'm I'm just under I'm just under six. I'm a, I'm a good set of heels under under six foot. And he's a few heads taller than you in that yeah. first shot. <laughs> Towers over me, towers over me. And I've got to apologize right now. If you were playing the drinking game where I accidentally on purpose fondle his deltoid muscles um, <laughs> every time and you take a shot every time I do that, I'm really sorry because I just couldn't stop touching him in a suit. He can fill out a suit. I've oh, hugged a lot you, of <laughs> You are forgiven. Like that's a good three-piece suit he's wearing on the red carpet. He's like smuggling half soccer balls. <laughs> he's gigantic. He's a, a lovely guy. Uh, really, and I think you really saw that in the episode last night. What you see that there was a moment where he was on his single date uh, with Bella, and he turns around when she's got the wheel and they've got the boat leaning into the wind, and and he see his face going, "How good is this?" Like oh. that exactly who he is. He is just frothing for life. To me, and this is going to be a bit of a wild card analysis, but he strikes me as sort of a bit of a mix of Honey Badger. Sorry to sorry to bring up good old, old my old mate, Honey Badger. I think he's a mix of Honey Badger and Matty J because he's got the sort of charisma of Matty J. You know, he's pretty conventionally good looking like Maddie J, but he's got that sort of ochre adventurous side to Honey Badger. And I would say this is maybe controversial, but many people hold Maddie J as their favorite bachelor of all time. Lockie is as he is utterly authentic. That's what I'll say. Oh, and he, is- and he maintains good eye contact, which is important. <laughs> <laughs> He he just he's just so excited to be in the in the present moment. That's the most extraordinary thing. And isn't it interesting? Like even that, even this kind this humongous man mountain, he's got nothing but muscle. He can jump off cliffs with a parachute. He can do a backflip on a mountain bike. He, he can free dive. He can do everything. The last words he says before the first limo shows up, he goes, "Please like me." I loved I it. I loved it. And I loved, I think, probably this year, as Bachelor montages go in terms of, you know, we see him cliff diving, free diving, any other sort of diving. It is one, it's got to be one of the best montages I've ever seen. And I've often wondered, like, Osha, if you were, I mean, Audrey aside, if you were The Bachelor, what would, what would you, like, you've got to encapsulate your whole personality in, <laughs> you know, three minutes. What, like, I've thought, oh, me, like, it's not very sexy for me as the bachelorette, like not renewing my registration. Like I don't know how you can put that in a in a good montage. Oh, uh, yeah, mine's the, I've I've forgotten to do that. I coffee, don't know. coffee making. You did bring your coffee yeah. machine. Making making coffee, boringly like doing heaps of podcasts. Sitting here in this room, staring at a webcam, doing podcasts. Is oh, what you, I my- you know they'd make it exciting. We'd have some like techno music. <laughs> I can't think of anything worse. What's What's interesting to me, though, Alicia, is that, and, and I say this, and, and you know, because you you, I know you know what I'm saying here. That as successful and wonderful and beautiful as everyone that comes on our show is, they Thank all have you. one thing in common: they're all single. Something has happened in their life that two and two haven't put together, and they've somehow managed to not find somebody. So yeah. even this, 
even this guy that we believe is the perfect example of a man uh, that any man would aspire to and many women would want to be with or men would want to be with, he's still single for a reason. And I kind of find it interesting. And I always, I'm a firm believer as if you, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you always get. So if you constantly go after the same person and those relationships don't work out, like why do you keep going after the same person? But the, those relationships won't work out every time. It'll happen yeah. again and again and again. So he's single. He's single for a reason. So at this first night when the bachelor meets all the ladies, it's this opportunity to go, all right, am I going to do what I always did or am I going to try something different? And I kind of get the feeling that, <laughs> that Lockie, I get the feeling that Lockie's been broken up with while he packs a parachute on more than one occasion. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, one of the things that speaking of where, where Lockie is at in his life at the moment, the fact that he's single, and I do think we see a lot of commentary around, you know, these beautiful people like Lockie going on these sh- shows, how could they possibly be single? Well, look, it doesn't really matter how bloody, how many abs you have on. <laughs> like if you have a six pack and eight pack, like we can, you can still be single and maybe the timing wasn't right. But one thing that is so interesting to me at the beginning of this season of The Bachelor is just how pronounced Lockie is speaking about marriage. I think in a way that I haven't seen in a Bachelor franchise. I think he directly, it's big in the US franchise. In Australia, we don't see it so much. People, he he, he says that he's looking for the person he wants to spend the rest of his life with. And he actually says that if he found the right person, he could see himself getting down on one knee. So wouldn't that be huge if we are sitting here recapping and we've got an engagement on our hands? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> we'll, we'll know in a couple of we'll know in a couple of episodes, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's good. Like, I'm a big fan of uh, the way people's brains work, and um, there's a technique in psychology and decision making called priming. And um, Lockie's primed himself. He's let he's 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 put the thought in there on it all yeah. on his own. He's and manifesting. He's, like, he's manifesting yeah. his his wife, <laughs> and is, she may be amongst these these beautiful women that we've got coming down the red carpet. Some pretty interesting entrances. There was drums. There was fireworks. Um, did I miss in the montage? Because at the cocktail party, suddenly there's a dog there. Did I? Did the dog make a montage? <laughs> no, no, the dog. And I, I love a montage girl. I was a montage girl myself. You know those ones that we just whip through. But yes, she had a little border collie. So I mean, I'm putting my money behind her. That was a very, very cute dog. What's it like when, you know, you spend all, you spend days and days and it's got such a different phrase now, but we used to call it lockdown. I guess we'll call it something else now, but you spend days and days in lockdown where you are, you know, we're we're trying to hide all the the men and women that come on this show. So people can't get photographs of them because the big reveal is on the first night. That's all, you know, that people watch and wait for. Um, So you're in this, this sharing this motel room or hotel room with, with another person, um, and then you're waiting, 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 and you spend all day getting ready. And then you're sitting in a limo and you're watching everybody else jump out. And then you have your moment with The Bachelor. And then you watch it on the first night and it's a montage. How do you feel? <laughs> oh, look, I was pretty thankful, to be honest, because, uh, 
Oh, I was that nervous for my red carpet with the honey badger. I, you know, I'd been workshopping ideas for weeks. I'd been working with um, some of my friends, getting their feedback. It was actually suggested to me that what I should do on the red carpet, because we're sort of spitballing, I, I was working in politics and you will love this as a reality TV veteran, Osha, but it was suggested to me that I should walk down the red carpet have a piece of duct tape in my hand and place the duct tape softly over the bachelor's mouth. <laughs> Very um, Merlin, Big Brother-esque, and then stand there for just four minutes connecting with him. And thankfully that that option was vetoed. <laughs> just awkward. I can't imagine what it's like because you a certain approach will work with a certain kind of person. Yeah. You know, like say, for example, that kind of approach, I would have really appreciated that kind of yes. approach. Do you just stare someone in the eye and look at them and, mm. and kind of mm. really connect with somebody. Someone Funny like that. that. Yeah, someone like Nick Cummins who who relies on his his vocalizations to, mm. to really make a connection would probably struggle. But then again, he's up for most things. Badge, badge well, is up for most. Well, so I ended up going with... After a lot of nervous workshopping, um, I was going to take his, I was going to try and get him to take his shirt off um, uh-huh. slowly but surely, you know, read the room. How's he responding? And he wasn't like 100% into it. I think you can catch still on 10 play. You can catch my full minute entrance um, nicely clipped up. I think I got his jacket off and he did a twirl, but I, I just wasn't feeling it. And I think that that's, one thing that I've really appreciated watching Lockie on the red carpet is that he just is saying yes to absolutely everything. Like he's told us yeah. that he like can't do chili yet. He's like yeah. chowing down a chili. And I think he's got this capacity to make all the girls feel really comfortable and it's, it is so nerve wracking. I remember thinking, I really thought that um, when you go meet The Bachelor, it's about to, it's, you know, it's an inter, it's just like a hello, this is my name, how are you? And I remember someone walked over to the limo and told me, oh, nah, you've got, you've got 10 minutes. And I was like, oh God, <laughs> what do I do in 10 minutes? <laughs> so yeah, it's an absolutely nerve wracking experience. And these girls have just done so well with it. Who made the the best impression, do you think, last night? Who made a really good impression? Look, I loved Zoe Claire with the beer. She she um she went to like do the classic, like, not that I can do it. Um, you know, opening the beer bottle with her teeth. And then it turns out that Lockie can actually has the has a similar skill. That's a connection right there. They, that's very cute. They both share a very integral life skill of opening a beer bottle with your mouth. And I loved probably probably my MVP of the red carpet, the penguin. Incredible. That is a, you know, it was a controversial, as we found out later in the episode, it was a controversial choice. Some people, one person in particular didn't, uh, wasn't a big fan uh, of the fact that a penguin <laughs> shut up. You, you, you're aware of what it's like when everyone's getting ready. You start to scope out who's wearing what, mm-hmm. who looks better than I do. Um, you know, I'm sure it's a case of as, as, as self-confident as you are, as, as comfortable in your own body as you are, I'm sure there's looking around the room going, oh, my goodness, you know, I can't possibly compare to that person there or this person, that part of their body is, is way more impressive than mine. What, what would it take? What kind of balls does it take to go, no, nah, stuff this, penguin? 
I I loved it, to be honest. I just think, you know, we've seen it again. Sorry, I'm a big our 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 um audience will realize through this podcast our our um friends of the pod will realize that i um am a big i'm big batch nation i'm a big reality tv nerd and i think that's important knowledge to bring to this podcast um we've seen the costume on the us franchise quite a bit on the last season we saw a sloth that got yeah. went a bit viral got a bit bit of a meme about that we had a girl coming in a dolphin costume and she said I dolphinately want to get to know you later <laughs> My um, but I don't think we've seen a a costume yet on the Australian version and I think it, I think it's a very ballsy move I love it and she loves penguins clearly it I can't imagine how because what it, what it does though is it, it's it's a really brave move because it takes away any kind of uh, subconscious judgment on body type on body shape on you know, you know what's going on underneath the costume. I guess there's that mystery there, um, and it really focuses him on no no or you've got to go on here is who this person is, um, which I kind of really liked. Oh, I thought that was a I loved move. it. I loved it, and I think you know it is. It is pretty overwhelming for both, you know, a participant, one of the girls and The Bachelor on the first night. There are just like, you you know, the number of women, It's there's like over 20 girls. So you've got to stand yep. out. And I think the penguin suit is, and I just loved her line, like, I, I hear you got the member on the pe- penguin suit. I just think that's absolutely classic. So cute. And I, I also don't think like we're really bringing in other shows here, but when she had her chat um, with Lockie at the cocktail party, she does full like a full RuPaul's Drag Race reveal, and she's got. I mean, like, let's be honest. Like, as as ballsy as it is to wear a penguin suit, she she does this reveal, and she's wearing this black sequin sexy number underneath. So I don't think Lockie is forgetting her. <laughs> it is. It's so. It is. A, it is so important to make sure you are remembered. Uh, on that night because, I mean, goodness, there's there's that many names to learn when you're The Bachelor. It's very tricky to be just inundated. And it's like a waterfall. We're, we're holding this Bachelor and we're not allowing him to, or our Bachelorette, we're just like, no, you have to stay there and just like incredible person after incredible person, we're just going to throw them at you and you just have to try to withstand this onslaught of, this is everything I'm looking for. You're everything I'm looking for. Crikey, with 15 <laughs> people in the world, everything I'm looking for. Ah! And it all, it, it all becomes quite over quite overwhelming. The, the, thing, the only thing about the penguin suit, like it's one thing to meet the batch in a penguin suit. It's another thing to then, particularly if you arrive midway, as she did, to then stand in a room full of beautiful women in in ball gowns in a penguin suit I think it's hours. good. I think it's I think it shows that you take you can take the piss out of yourself and you know any girls that are going to come for the penguin they're going to have to go through me and you Osha um and I loved <laughs> I loved that um Lockie picked her first for his first chat because I think it shows that you know, that's that's where his priorities lie as well. Like he's he's up for a bit of fun. He likes a bit of, you know, there's nothing better than someone being a bit self-deprecating. And I just think it's so cute that she she just did something out of, out of the ordinary and rocked up and told him how much she loves penguins. I mean, penguins are pretty objectively, a, a, like they'd be in my top five animal as well. So, Well, 
speaking of having a chat, there was a few interesting moments as people tried to have a chat with Lockie. Uh, can I steal you for a moment? Went out the window and all kinds of other tactics showed up as a way to get time with The Bachelor on the first night. We'll talk about them next. Don't go anywhere. Fearing the apocalypse? Brush up on your survival skills with every episode of Australian Survivor and the best of US Survivor on 10Play now. This is the Reality Bite. I'm Osha Ginsberg, Alicia Aitken-Redburn. Good How to be you? here, Osha. Morning, Osha. <laughs> Well, I don't. People are listening to this podcast whenever they want. So yeah, it's the evening. True. Like, like people are at the gym right now. They're doing laundry. They're they're taking their kids back from school. They're doing whatever. But we're here to talk about one thing and one thing only. We're talking about the first week of the Bachelor 2020. The cocktail party was humongous. Um, a lot of competition to get time with Lockie. When you see the Bachelor having a chat with someone, you go. I'm not here for a haircut. I need to go over and have a chat with him so at least remembers who I am. Is there any good way to go and make an interruption? Yep. It's it's pretty wild on the first night and there's no there's no comfortable way to interrupt a chat and, you know, try and get that precious time with The Bachelor because we know we've watched this show for a number of years now and um, time is really the key to get like building your relationship with The Bachelor. And so, yeah, there's no comfortable way to interrupt. I think the general consensus on it is you sort of, it's sort of like um, taking a ticket at the deli at Coles. You sort of got to go over and do the like awkward, um, hey there, like, can I just steal you next? So don't, don't fully interrupt, but you just, you take your ticket and then you'll get your uh, cold cuts later on. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just called Lockie a cold cut. Yeah. So there's no, there's no, there's no comfy way. And the, the Bachelor Mansion is also a bit precarious in the sense that the most like, so it's already awkward interrupting someone's chat with The Bachelor, but there is a specific part of the geography of the mansion where sometimes The Bachelor will be having a chat on a particular couch. And you, you might know where I'm talking about, Osha, but just outside the living room, there's this sort of walkway that's covered in pebbles. So if you, mm. the bachelor is sitting opposite that walkway covered in pebbles, not only do you have to go interrupt, but you have to awkwardly crunch with your heels over 50 meters of pebbles before you just reach out and say, hey, can I steal you for a second? How long is long enough before it's like, okay, I'm going over? Like five minutes, 10 minutes, how long is it like? All right, that's it. And are you wondering? Because I mean, it's it is by design the way that the thing is set up, the way that the 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 mansion is set up in the backyard there, that you can see everywhere from everywhere. So a bachelor can be having a chat with somebody here and in full view of everybody else, and then there's another location to have a chat over there. Um, are you constantly looking around, going, if I don't stand up, someone else is going to go, and then they'll be next? And do you actually think about, okay, it's been three minutes? It's been five. Oh, hang on. He's touching her hand. Now I have to go. Like, what are you looking for? Yeah, I think my favorite tactic was always to go early and put your name on the list. And I find that, 
you know, I think you can see it with Lockie already. And to his credit, Honey Badger was very good at respecting the order, going back to the girls who have already, because it is, um, it's vulnerable going over while someone else is having a chat and putting yourself out there. The one thing you never do, and I'm going to call it the Jamie Doran. It's when you walk into a chat and Jamie famously did it on Angie Kent's season of The Bachelor and sat with another man. So then you, you're in this like, and it's happened this season already. Um, Zoe Claire is having a chat to Lockie and Ariba wanders over, plonks herself down, and now you're in this weird threesome. And it's just the most awkward thing possible. So uh, definitely you don't pull a Jamie. Perhaps with, perhaps with Jamie that, for the way I, you know, now I've come to know him a little bit better, that that may be just he has a different way of going about things. I don't think that was by design. Whereas a Reba, I feel that's that's definitely a territory move. That's a marking of territory move. The way that she moved um, on, you know, on the way that yeah, she moved yeah, in on. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I tend to agree with you, and I think, but I think probably the objective rule is if you can avoid it, maybe don't. <laughs> What's that do for the mood? in the room when you start to see something like happen? Is that like when you're over at your friend's house for a, for a play date or whatever and their parents start fighting and you just don't quite know oh, what yes. to do? Oh, yes. That is the most, oh, God, the tension. I've, you know, I think everyone's experienced it and it's the most uncomfortable feeling. Um, uh, what I'm surprised at is that, you know, we are only half an hour into the first episode and we have already, you know, we've already ticked off a lot of our bingo sheet in terms of the fact that we've got, we've already had our um, very first, I'm not here to make friends. We, we've had our first, um, another beautiful reality TV history game on moles. We've had a mole thrown out there. So, you know, right. that's that started with Kira back in 2016. It's already really, really tense. And I think probably as much as you are here for The Bachelor, you're there to make a connection. I think you also have to be a little bit cognizant of the environment, like what you've signed up for. And I think that that does also require you to be respectful to the other girls. When it comes to making a great impression, Nicole, the showgirl, made a great impression on on Lucky. She danced her way into the whole situation and she ended up with the triple threat rose. I'm always I'm always oh, a big you- fan of um, each year coming up with the new the new power rose names and the power rose moves and what color they'll they'll be and what they'll do are you Osha? are you just going down to like flemington flower market at 5 a.m finding the most incredible colored rose that you can i think by this point we're going to the art department going all right we need to to make us something that we've never seen before we're going to call it we're going to call it that we're going to give it special powers and Mm. uh it's always a lot of it's always a lot of fun And, and i think for me it's the most wonderfully kind of preposterous part of the whole thing and that it's it's just a flower but it's such a great example of how us as a society works we just if we agree that this particular thing's important then this particular thing's important and so all i have to do is say this thing if you hold this piece of a plant it gives you something that no one else has got okay i want it and it's brilliant and it, really and, and it was, and every year, Osha, it's a worldwide first. But it really is, and that's really interesting because we, uh, as a, as you mentioned, you're a Bachelor Nation fan. Uh, in the production schedule, we shoot 
before America in the year. So we will often trial new format points and new plot points and new uh, mechanics of, of the way a date works or the way, for this example, the way a rose would work. We are the first ones to try it. It was the same with Idol. We were the first ones to do allowing them to play their own instruments oh, uh, no. because America wanted to see what it looked like when they did it. And sure enough, right after that, America followed... Yeah, because they it's the same production company. They go, how about you guys do it down there? Mm-hmm. We'll see what it looks like, and then we'll we'll try it over here. And so similarly, that's why we you know we do interesting world firsts quite a bit. I've got to say, I I am a little bit biased, but I rate our franchise so much, and I think the Triple Threat Rose is. Like as much as it is, you know, um, something we see every season um, and it's a it's a bit of a novelty. We get to see like, you know, we've had the wild rose. We've had the first impression roses, traditionally white. Um, it does tangibly mean something in your journey to connect with The Bachelor because now Nicole, um, who was, who you know, she, she took that triple threat rose. She's got um, one single date. She's got one group date, guaranteed. And she's got, what was the third part of the triple threat row? Oh, she's she got my timeline of the batch pad when she wants it. Not when he wants it, when she wants love it. Love that. Flip really script. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a super powerful move. And I, as you mentioned, you know, the, the, the thing that gets you closer to the bachelor faster, it's like with any relationship, it's time. It's time yeah. spent together. And that is, you know, a really, really valuable thing. The first rose ceremony was was a little tough. Zoe Claire, she um, some, something didn't agree with her in the catering tent, I think, and she didn't actually make it to the uh, the rose ceremony. But we did lose a, lose a couple of ladies. But um, very quickly the next day, we turned it around and, and showed up for the uh, the big single date. Um, what do you reckon? the you know because often i'm I, f- I show up first with the group date but this is the first single date what does that do uh in the room what does that do in the mansion that the first date after the cocktail party is not a is not a group date it's a single date what does that do for everybody i think i think on the whole it, it basically it shows how committed to the process Lockie is that he you know, he's obviously connected with some people particularly and he's ready to really dive headfirst in um, because I think sometimes if you start with a group date, it's it's a little, um, it's sort of the safe option. You don't have to like dive into the heavy connecting and romance too quickly. And I think that it really goes to show how serious Lockie is that he he's he's pulled out the single date straight away. And what a single date it was. I've seen a lot of, uh, obviously on this show, there's been a lot of Sydney Harbour boat action uh, because it's there and why not? But this was for me. This was my. I mean, it's if it's if there's not a boat involved, it's not a bachelor date, right? This was by far my favorite ever boat date that we've ever done. Um, it was well, a it was great. We got a bloke who can actually sail, and b there was this one particular shot, and I'm I'm such a nerd for cinematography, and I and I get really excited about it, uh, and um. It, it would have either been it would have been either Jamie or Mossy, our camera guys. There's this photo of Bella's face. There's a shot of Bella's face while she's watching Lockie winch a sail up, and she's got the wheel, and you know the boat's at like a twenty degree oh. angle in the wind, just firing along. 
and she's got the harbour bridge behind her. She's got the oh. wind in her hair and her face. Boom! I'm telling you, what do you? What did you see? It was like that is perfect- that is peak bachelor. That is peak bachelor. That is all you want. So yeah, I thought it was absolutely gorgeous. I'm so glad that he picked Bella because you could really see from the first moment that they met that you know his his sort of demeanor sort of it, it comp- completely changed. He sort of. Um, went into himself a little bit. He became quieter. He was sort of stumbling over his words. And, you know, Lockie's a confident guy. Um, And so I could really see it from the get-go. And I did, I think you can, when you can, when people do have proper chemistry on The Bachelor, I think that you can see it through the screen. I've seen it on dates in Bachelor in Paradise. I've seen it, one of the one of the major dates that I saw it on back in the day was if you go back and watch Maddie J and Laura's first date, once again, bit of boat action. We love to see it. Um, yeah, huge, huge chemistry. And it speaks to you through the screen. And I think that we could see that with Bella and Lockie here. I, I do have to apologize uh, because the visibility, the underwater visibility in Sydney Harbour that day wasn't exactly <laughs> super high. Um, it, it is, unfortunately, it's a working harbour. There's, you know, the, the water gets stirred up quite a bit and sometimes after some rain, it can get a bit murky. But absolutely legit, Lockie wanted to free dive down oh and get the rose off the ground, so uh, off the floor of the ocean. So uh, what we had to do was that uh, we had to tie a little weight around the rose and kind of wait for them to be on the other side of the boat and bloop, pop it in the water and then go to Lockie. <laughs> You know, it was where they anchored the yacht, right? And uh, I don't know if you know what what free diving is. Basically, there's a thing called a breathe up so, to mean, mean that you can you can hold your breath for a lot longer. And so, Lockie just like wait one second, and he dived down. It had to have been goodness. It had to have been at least 10, 12 meters of water. And he went down. and He found this rose on the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> That is insane. I thought he would have just had it in his like underwear or something like that. So it was like a proper survivor challenge. He had to dive down, untie something, <laughs> put it between his teeth, come up. Lockie wins immunity. Oh the the group date, the photo shoot group date, the classic episode two group date. Um, what what's it? I mean, you know it's going to be a photo shoot in the mansion. Like here's the group date. It's going to be a photo shoot. You know it's going to be that when. When you kind of wake up that day, what are your thoughts as you're going through that? Oh, so on my season, I was I was lucky enough to get to be on the photo shoot date. And I think it was probably, you know, going into the Bachelor Mansion, having watched many seasons beforehand. I think it's it's the date that you want to be on. You know, I, I also had um, J-Mo from the Daily Telegraph standing there telling me that the photos will be published in News Corp newspapers all across Australia. Um, that I was working in politics at the time, so I was slightly nervous having uh, dressed up as a naughty school girl, but you know. Um, the photo shoot can really make or break people. I think that we saw that we saw that last season on The Bachelorette when um when they're doing like a farm scene and Wazza, um Warwick he uh, he was the he was the chick the rooster the chicken and yeah. he had these like set of as Tim Hanley described them balls strapped to his chin and he was 
he was that upset about the situation that he ended up leaving The Bachelorette entirely. So, you know, it really shows when people are under pressure. And I think it's, I think the photo shoot is a good way to really dig down to what people's real personalities are. Like, can you handle poking a little bit of fun at yourself? Hmm. I was f- so disappointed in that, in that on The Bachelorette, mainly because I he he denied me the chance to say, Wazza, you didn't. <laughs> I so wanted to say that word, Wazza. Nothing would have said Bachelorette Australia more than that. It's, an, it's a very difficult date because um, you you want to be on the date. You want to have the opportunity to, to make a connection with The Bachelor. But depending on the scene, you know, there's going to be five girls, there's going to be three girls, there's going to be two girls, and there's the one, the, 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 the solo one. You might not be there in the you know in the center of the frame so you have to do what you know you're either going to have to be okay with not being the center of attention or you're going to have to kind of push your way in um which we saw zoe claire do i'm impressed at zoe claire in the sense that she's really taking control of that photo shoot you know she's in the like sequined red number it's really sexy and nothing gets under the other girl's skin more than when one of the girls is that sort of, you know, confident within themselves that they begin, they begin like they, they direct the photo shoot themselves. And she, it's, it's not the most, it's pretty awkward doing these photo shoots, to be honest, because you're sort of like, we're doing this photo shoot and the photographer directs a little bit, but if you want to really be, you know, um, it's, it's going to be about you and the bachelor, you've got to be making some moves and, Zoe Claire does the classic where she's almost kissing the bachelor and it always blows stuff up. Like I remember we've got like, we had um, Leah, I think Leah might've even, she like, yeah. yeah, she was in a leather jacket. They were on a motorbike. She was practically like touching lips. And we had like Abby in the Cleopatra moment last year being fed grapes by Matt Agnew. Like if you are that, I, I tried it. I've tried. I tried it out with Glenn the other day. Um, if you're if you're that close to someone else's face, it's pretty steamy. It very well and truly is, mm. and particularly the amount of the amount of confidence it has to take to do that when you're alone is one thing, but to do it in front of four other people, four other people, a cameraman, Jonathan Moran, five crew, um, that's that takes a lot of effort. I'm I'm, I'm pretty impressed by that. And uh, in an Australian Bachelor first, uh, episode two, Intruder. Oh. Nobody saw that. That was a lot of fun. You see the glee in my face because I knew it was coming. <laughs> um, it's just great. There's a two shot of me and Locke and you see my face going, ha ha. And oh. his, his, his double take on me is just brilliant. And then it crashes him in on him. It was pretty funny. I remember we got our Intruders about halfway through and I remember being there with you at this beautiful um, up, you know, another mansion just because the amazing, um, <laughs> whoever's finding the locations, they do an amazing job of finding mansions all across Sydney. Um, we were standing there and, and like Lockie, Honey Badger had no idea that he was just about to meet three new women. And it is overwhelming because you're trying to sort of, you're trying to be respectful. You're just, you've just started making connections with all of these girls. And then there's this shakeup. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and for her as well, extraordinarily, you know, massive amounts of pressure uh, for Caitlin to, to walk down that aisle basically and see all these girls that fantastic shot of all the girls over the shoulder going, what? And and they were and they were not happy. And to be honest, I've got to bring it up, Osha. 
absolute robbery for the one-on-one time because it really, like, I was so hoping that it was going to go to Steph after being the daddy with him in the family. I think the quote was, daddy approves for daddy. And I, I never conceived of the fact we would hear a line like that on The Bachelor, but I was loving it. With that that daddy and that Lockie was bending in for a, a, a kiss with someone wearing a moustache. That was pretty, it was a pretty hot moment. I, I loved it. And I loved like how much fun Steph was having with it. And she was just backing herself. She literally like, they were, they were getting so close. Probably like Lockie could feel her like glued on moustache hairs, like tickling him. And Steph just goes, close your eyes and let it happen. And I'm taking, I'm taking that energy into my week weekend now, Asha. Oh man. He was, he was bang up for it. It was great. It was great to watch. It's been great to speak with you so far about this. And as you're taking another swig out of your champagne flute, (laughs) I do have to ask, is it an unfair flex that I walk into the cocktail party to get everybody's attention? I'm carrying a champagne flute. I don't drink, so it's got water in it. Um, But to get everyone's attention, I loudly bang my wedding ring on it. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Suffer. You may have this one day. I think it's great. That's what we are all here for, Asha. Just put it in their minds. This could be you one day in a happy, loving relationship. But it, but unfortunately, you may be leaving at the next rose ceremony. You like pick up the rose specifically with the hand with your wedding band on it. What am I going to do? The rose plates to my left in this set. If there's one thing I love about this show, it is the fans of this show. And I felt it was really important when we were doing this podcast to reward the people who love this show as much as we do um, in, in a way by, you know, trying to, trying to, you know, involve them in this podcast and indeed reward their, their knowledge. I'm about to give out something that um, is, you can't buy this. Uh, it's to do with what you will. We have a life-size cardboard cutout of Lockie Gilbert to give away to a super fan of the bachelor. That is what you need. Like, you know, we've got a big series ahead of us. Can you imagine how good it is going to be? I'm I'm going to be requesting one from 10 to have a life-size Lockie cut out just in your living room. You've got your cheese platter out, you're having a shampoos and Lockie's just ominously behind you. <laughs> They made one of me for some reason I don't know, uh, but the the Adelaide Engineering Society at Adelaide Uni got a handle on it, and you can bet that I went out to their ball, and I had the most incredible night. I was crowd surfing oh. in a club and. Fr- I was I was in the I was getting a kebab at four in the morning. Incredible. I had a Let's get uh, Janine is her name. I'm just going to get her on the phone. Let's see if we can't get her here. Hello, Janine speaking. Janine, Osha Ginsberg and Alicia from The Reality Bite. How are you? Pretty good, thanks. How are you both? Hey, Janine, we're really good. We're so happy to have you. Oh, that's really great. Thank you very much. You're a part of our episode one Superfan Super Quiz. Would you like to know what you're playing for today? Oh, I'd love to. Janine, we have to give away, direct from Channel 10, a life-size cardboard cutout of Lockie Gilbert. <laughs> Perfect. I'd love that. My office, sweet competition. That'd be terrific. Beautiful. Now, when I say life size, the man's over two hundred centimeters tall. Like it's, it, oh. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we can find a good use for it. <laughs> <laughs> now you're on the phone with us because you're a super fan. How long have you been into the Bachelor Australia? Oh, the whole time, and the American one as well. So yeah, self confessed Bachelor tragic. 
I'm very excited that you're going to be a part of this. So it's a, it's five questions. You get them all right, you win the prize. Are you ready to go? Oh, the pressure. Yeah, ready to go. All right, then. Um, how about Alicia? How about you ask the first question? No worries. Okay, Janine. First question is, who was the Honey Badger's final two? Oh, Brittany and Sophie. Done. Bing, bing. Amazing. Hang yeah, hang on a sec. There you go. <laughs> It's a very aggressive thing you've got there. It is. It's an aggressive right. It was a great moment when the two of them discovered that he didn't chose either. I, that was for me. That was my favourite moment. Uh, pretty oh, much. They dodged the bullet on that one. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree with you, Janine. As uh, one of uh, oh, one of yeah, it was my season. <laughs> I think everyone. Yeah, you know, we we really need to have a reunion and just to you know set up some cheese boards for the girls and <laughs> reminisce. Oh, I'd love to listen to that. That'd be hilarious. Janine, I pitch Women Tell All every year. Oh. Every year. We got to do After Paradise once, twice, and it was amazing, but maybe one of these years. Okay, <laughs> question two. What was the job of The Bachelor directly preceding Lockie? Ooh, the job. Oh, he's a scientist, uh, astrophysicist. Yes. Very good. Matt Agnew was an astrophysicist. Very well done. Incredible. Very well done. Okay, moving on to question three, and I think we're getting we're getting slightly harder. What gift did Jamie, Jamie Doran, give to Angie Kent at a cocktail party? Oh, gosh. You might have got me on that one. Um, should we, I'll, I'll chuck out a hint. They were, um, they were rainbow and they, they're, they're warm. <laughs> um, they go, they go on your feet. <laughs> Very well. Sorry. Alicia. Throwing... Sorry, I just want, I want this locky cut out to be in someone's house. So here's my, my, my question. Sam Frost was our first bachelorette. Yes. Which season of The Bachelor did she appear on? Oh, Blake Jarvey. He was what number? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. That was it. That was a tough one. That was the one where we almost got eaten by lions. Yeah. Yeah, probably would have been better for him. Oh, good. I don't know. Come on. Not having a relationship not work out is one thing, but getting torn to shreds by an apex predator. I don't know. I, I loved Richie's line in Bachelor in Paradise last year where she, he said, like, he got punted the, um like, ball of Australia's most hated man from Blake Garvey, and then he passed it along to Honey Badger. <laughs> Um, we've got one final question for you here, Janine. One answer oh. away from having Lockie in your house, in your office, watching over your every move. Um, in in season one of Bachelor in Paradise, did Jake and Megan commit to each other in the final ceremony? Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say yes. Oh. They did not. It didn't work out oh, that season. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm so close. 80% is a pass Absolutely. in anyone's language. Sure. Yes. Congratulations, Janine. You Yay. have... You have won a Lifestyles Cardboard cut out of our Bachelor. Thank you for being a super fan of the show. Thanks for watching the show. I hope you enjoy, no the, hope you enjoy the rest of the season. Thanks for your time. Okay, no worries. Thanks, Thank you. Janine. 
Oh, Lisa, what a cracking, what a cracking first episode of the reality bite. How I've feeling? loved it. I'm so excited for the rest of the season. And this is like cocktails and roses, the reality bite. This is the place to be to get all your batchy recap and intel. So I'm so excited for everyone to join us for the next episode. Uh, subscribe to the feed. Make sure you tell your friends about this show. Um, there are many Bachelor podcasts, but there is only one that involves an actual ex-bachelorette and the actual host of the show. Hi. This is where are. to be. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time.